0: you extra, So, this week on education, I've come to see Olivia Bossett because I think she's got a huge amount to share. I'm I've uh, known Olivia for a while, and I have to say, I always knew that you know she's she is destined for big things because she's a rare combination of talent and tenacity. And I've been watching from a distance, and I've always <laughs> been impressed by the quality of her work and how driven and how she you know she really applies herself and she achieves things. So I thought it was worth bringing her on because I think she's you know great to hear, and she's doing really interesting things, and she can share that with the group, and you can both follow her and learn from her. So thank you for coming on, Olivia.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you for Milo. For...
1: <laughs> Milo's my dog. Everyone's yes. confused. <laughs> He's um, behind us, looking away on some peanut butter. Yeah, so <laughs> Makes he'll... him quiet though. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Which is better than the antler we had before. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who perhaps haven't come across your stuff, mm-hmm. could you just give a sort of simple background as to what you're doing and yeah. you know how do you, how you got started?
1: Okay, so I'm a fashion photographer i have been i've had a camera in my hand for about 11 years so i started i'm 26 and i started at 15 but professionally working as a photographer two and a half years did a a degree in fashion photography at falmouth university which i finished four and a half years ago now Mm -hmm. and while i was there i actually started a fashion magazine as well called atlas magazine
0: oh yeah which is extraordinary which is because if you haven't got enough work on yeah I know I don't
1: run it anymore but I did run that for five years yeah which was a great sort of introduction to entrepreneurship because before that I didn't really know anything about being an entrepreneur or running a business or anything yeah I did that for five years took it to print took it out of print made it online made a bit of money lost a bit of money learned loads of lessons and then two and a half years ago decided that I wanted to go back to being a photographer full-time And it's been a windy road of thinking I was gonna do wedding photography and then changing my mind because realising I hated wedding photography. And then a lot of self-doubt of sort of thinking that I can't be a fashion photographer because I don't live in London (coughs) um, because I live in Cornwall. And I love it here and I love being in the countryside but everyone always says if you want to be successful, you have to live in the city. Mm-hmm. And that held me back for a long time until about a year and a half ago when I decided I was going to call BS yeah. <laughs> and make it work. And for the last year, things have really picked up. And I'm working now with brands all around the country, Yeah, shooting their lookbooks and their social media content is a big one. And that's where I am right now.
0: Cool. So it's kind of the fashion thing has been a big thing for you because you said obviously you did that as your qualification. Yeah. And uh, Atlas Magazine was was a fashion based magazine. It is. Yeah. And I'm still impressed by that. Cause that's an absolute monster it's to put monster, together. It's a monster. Yeah. But then you said you went. So after getting your degree, mm-hmm. you, what you went into other so wedding photography. And was it? Is that right?
1: So university kind of killed my desire to shoot almost for about two years. I didn't okay, have. Okay. Why was that? Just the education system kind of destroyed the inspiration for a little while.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't think I use it on the... another (laughs) topic. That's on the prospectus. Yeah, just just destroyed everything. (laughs) No,
1: but it definitely numbed it for a little while. But then it came back very, very strongly, probably stronger than before. Yeah. And everything I learned at uni was very valuable.
0: So what doesn't kill you? Yeah, doesn't
1: what kill you makes you stronger, 100%.
0: I had the same thing. I went, I did I think uh, it happens
1: to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just punted it. I yeah. I didn't want to do graphic design, I want to do advertising. Yeah. And I kind of just did the briefs or just didn't. Yeah. So I know that feeling. It's kind of get you out sort of out grow it, I it's, think.
1: I think it's almost realising that you're not always gonna be able to do what you wanna do and sometimes mm-hmm. you're gonna to have to do things that other people want you to do. Yeah. And at first my initial reaction was, Well, I don't wanna do that then and I just thought that there was no way I was gonna be able to have a successful career as a photographer if I was not going to be able to shoot what I want to shoot but that mindset has shifted now yeah. because I know that I can make my business work and be inspired by the work I'm shooting for clients as long as they're the right clients yeah so that's been really so important. when that
0: mind shift happened yeah because that's I think that's quite an important one to, to go into a course and to kind of come out of it kind of well I don't want to do this. Yeah, I've spent yeah. years learning it. Yeah. And then the, the possibility of actually what I want to do mm. seems so far away. Yeah. So how did you set about sort of overcoming that or changing things?
1: I gave myself complete permission to not worry about it at okay. first. I went and got a part-time job and I was, I was so focused on Atlas, the magazine, when yeah. I left that I put all my energy into that so, I took all the pressure off of I'm going to be a photographer and put it all onto I'm going to be a magazine editor. Okay. And I did that for two years until that didn't feel right anymore and I was actually really missing being the person taking the pictures. Yeah. So, I've written actually quite extensively about how if you don't have the inspiration, don't force it. Yeah. Because it eventually probably will come back. And I found that I was really worried in those two years when I didn't take a picture. Or I didn't when I, I took photos, but nothing for me. It was, you know, I was working for other people, I was working for a company. But um, I just didn't force myself to make something that I wanted to make. Yeah. I just focused on other things. And by giving myself permission to do that, I let the inspiration come back to me on its own.
0: Yeah. And one
1: day it hit me like a ton of bricks.
0: Okay, like which I, is...
1: Yeah, I was looking at some other photographer's work just randomly one day. And I just thought, oh my God, I want to do that. Yeah. And that was it. And he never left again.
0: Yeah. I th- Well, I think it's always good to have a break, a bit of perspective and kind yeah. of do something else. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much absence, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. But I think... Mm. I like to say it. You have to be come back to it when you're ready, mm. and it sounds like so. If you're burnt out and had enough, oh, yeah. then it's kind of there's no point forcing it or trying mm. to make it happen. And
1: I think that might also be why it happens to so many people when they go and do a degree. It's because for three years or four, depending on where you are, you are there's nothing else <coughs> mm. on your mind but that one thing. Yes. So that can be quite hard, and you do get burnt out. Like which is exactly what happened to me. I just had no more energy to put into it.
0: And I suppose it's almost sunk cost, isn't it? It's that thing of, I've invested four years. Yeah. Surely this is it. Yeah. This is what it should be. Yeah. And when actually it isn't, or Mm. you change your mind, or you change what you want to do.
1: Yeah, and that's a scary feeling. Yeah. When, I know, I was Olivia, the fashion photographer. Yeah. And to come out of my degree and go, actually, I can't do this right now, Mm -hmm. was quite scary. But, you know, focused on something else. And for a little while, I was Olivia, the editor of Atlas magazine. Yeah. And now I'm not that anymore. Now I'm going to a live with the fashion photographer again. Yes. And that works. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's good.
0: Like I said, it's one of those things. I think it's important what you said about not putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. I think that's huge because it's always that thing of the fear of what will people think or surely mm. I've done this qualification. You know, everyone's going to know that I'm this and how is that going and why aren't you doing this? And yeah.
1: And I I've... definitely got those questions and I was worried about that.
0: Yeah.
1: But. It was almost to a point where I, I couldn't do it because yeah. there, I didn't know how to Was it make just the any... work?
0: What was putting you off? Just too I much of it. I was so
1: driven by Atlas at the time. I was so inspired by making the magazine. I really wanted to make that yeah. work. And I guess just a lack of inspiration and not knowing what was driving me creatively to yeah. make something. And yeah, I think that was the main thing. I just didn't know what I wanted to make.
0: Yes, I think that's... I guess the analogy I could probably find is if you take, you do your degree in design and yeah. you end up working somewhere and it's crap. Yeah. And it's kind of, this is, this what, is what do I do now. This yeah, should, should be the dream. Do I stick it out until it, it gets better? Yeah. Or do I quit? And, do something But I've else. just wasted three years and, yeah. and it's all. No, I think I was briefly looking, there's a lady called Lauren Hom who does like, it's a lettering. That's okay. her big thing. And she did. think It was like she wrote a letter to all burnt-out art directors, <laughs> telling her story of how when she got her first job, yeah. she hated it. Yeah. And it's like I've done design. I'm mm. working as an art director. I hate it. I'm poor. I'm crying. I don't <laughs> want to be here. And they were all. And the response was, Yeah, this is me. Yeah. And I think it's really good to talk about it because it, it doesn't. It's not this fairy tale. You no. get the dream job and then you're laughing and it's all fine. No. And I think it's good to kind of. And that's always the challenge is how do I manage that and to try and pinpoint what is making me unhappy and doing something about it yeah and is it that I'm worried what my parents will say because they you know I've been at university for three years or but I think you did the wise thing of getting out yeah because like anything poisonous or toxic it's not good for you so it's like this is to be away is better
1: yeah and to come back at it with fresh perspective yeah and a whole new because I had quite a lot of sort of predisposed limiting beliefs of what I had to be as a fashion photographer and
0: without having worked in the industry without having I had all
1: these ideas of what it meant to be and for me I think initially I thought it meant I had to be this really edgy hardcore cool person when I was really drawn to romance and beauty and simplicity yeah. And that was not at all what I was surrounded by at uni, which is not a bad thing. People people do those things and they're great, but they wasn't me.
0: But that's I think that's the slight problem with the university to a point where it's in a bubble. Possibly. So it is in, you learn it and it's all fantastic within yeah. that environment. But when you go into the real world, yeah. it's slightly different. Yeah. And I think it's much broader. And mm-hmm. certainly if you're down in Falmouth and it's yeah. a good course, yeah. but if you were at St. Martin's or something. Yeah you would have that opportunity to go just, and try different studios and different yeah, things possibly, and that would yeah. sort of you you'd be more I think it's always I, the, I guess if you experienced what it's really like yeah you look at Austin Powers <laughs> yeah and it's I just wrote out a day and it's it's a derivative of probably David Bailey mm. and it's kind of like if you begin it, it's all distorted because it hasn't been experienced yeah and I, it's interesting because I felt very similar okay. and I think I was quite happy to punt it. Yeah. And almost know, well, these skills might kick in later. Yeah. But for now, it's not what I want to yeah. do. And to make myself get a job, I'm only going to hate this. Yeah. So I think, and like you say, I listened to a Seth Godin podcast about sunk costs and yeah. the fact that they're gone. Yeah. So you've already spent the time, the mm-hmm. money. It's not allowing that to affect your future decisions. Totally. Based on that. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So after that, you went into atlas
1: so i did atlas for two years i was working part-time for you know a local fashion company down here helping them with their photography coordination and that was really good and then i did spend about maybe not quite a year focusing 100 percent on atlas Mm -hmm. and burnt myself out completely doing that because it was it's a very hard industry the magazine industry especially now because of just the way the internet was changing and I was super young I was 21 so I didn't know the stuff I know now you know I've always said if I had to go back and do it now it would probably do billions times better than it did because I know a lot more just through life experience but so I Stopped. But it served a purpose though, because oh, yeah. it
0: completely it was like the crutch it to, was. T- to, to take your mind off and you know get yeah. over that.
1: There was definitely a purpose, and it also just taught me the sort of basics of entrepreneurship and running a business, yeah. which gave me a perfect foundation for then going into my photography business and really launching that properly. And initially, when I went back to photography, I thought, right, the only way I'm going to make money living as a photographer in Cornwall is doing weddings yeah there is a very big wedding industry in this county for you know good reason it's beautiful and there's lots of amazing locations and beautiful old houses where people can get married and i'm a romantic girl i've always been drawn to sort of you know romantic tales so the idea of photographing weddings sounded wonderful yeah so i spent about a year marketing myself as a wedding photographer i built a whole business and it, it was doing really well i booked maybe seven weddings in my first year
0: yeah
1: made quite a lot of money and then I did my first real wedding my actual first shoot and I hated it
0: (laughs) Oh,
1: I hate so you booked it.
0: the work. I got booked to the first all the work one, and
1: then realised I hated it.
0: And you thought brilliant. I got six more of these lined up. Yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and I had a bit of a breakdown. So I sat down in my here in my flat for two weeks, crying, thinking, "What the hell have I done?"
0: Yeah. What was it that you hated?
1: It hit me that there's a few things. I it wasn't creative enough. Okay. It's very documentary. I'm an introvert. I hate parties. What was I doing at a wedding? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And. I, the stress, it's a very pressurised environment in a different way to the work I do now, because you've got one shot. Yeah, you can't reshoot it. And you can't reshoot that. And I just felt the pressure. I'm also an empath, so I absorb everyone's energies. And okay. only everyone's, that might be a bit too woo-woo for some people, but I just, I cannot handle you bad know, you, vibes. you probably sense
0: like the stress. And I, I do. Wedding's that enjoyable. No. Like it's uh, not that uh, it sounds awful to say but I remember after mine you're just exhausted. Yeah. Because you're constantly kind of just checking it's all okay. Yeah. And no one's breaking or fighting or ruining it. No. And then the day's out and it's like you can relax a bit. So yeah. I think it's hard for the the people to switch off. Yeah. And as you say it's there's this kind of You'll pick up on those vibes. Yeah, It's very stressful. It's
1: very stressful. And it just wasn't... The, the biggest thing for me was it wasn't creative enough. I was going to
0: say, it's much technical, isn't it? It's, it's kind of you're hitting your mark, yeah. get the photos. And next... you're sort
1: of standing around watching people and documenting their day, which is a wonderful thing. And there are so many people who are really good at it. Yeah, But I wasn't...
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, I was good at it, didn't enjoy it. And I knew very quickly that the reason I went self-employed was to do something I love. Yeah, It wasn't to work hard on something I hate. Mm-hmm. So... I sat down and thought to myself, what is it that I actually want to do? Yeah. And it all came back to, I want to shoot fashion, which was okay. what I started at the very beginning. At 18, when I went to uni and I said, what am I going to do? I said, I'm going to be a fashion photographer. Yeah. So I went full circle, which was great.
0: So when I'm interested because you did mm. the weddings, obviously yeah. fulfilled Fulfi- Yeah, yeah,
1: I did them all, yeah.
0: But I've noticed because I could see a switch. Yeah from wedding, wedding photography to sort of wedding dress yeah. and like styling. Yeah. So I could see a conscious move into like almost, if I can take the people out, yeah. I don't mind this. And if I can take, just keep the dresses and yeah. it's like, okay, I'm slowly. yeah. And well, so I'm interested to know that thing of having been uh, let down or disappointed mm-hmm. with fashion photography up into that point. Yeah. What was the thing of going, actually, I've missed this. I need to get back into it.
1: That's a good question. I just... I love clothes.
0: Was it just something, I guess you've always liked it? I've always loved just, it. it. was just like, um... And I
1: grew up, my mum always, you know, had stacks of magazines every month and I used to sit there and look through them and that was always what so I it's was inspired been by. There. It's yeah. always been there. At first, you know, when I was really young, I didn't know what, it, what what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work in fashion, but, you know, did I want to be a journalist or was I going to be a designer? I didn't know what the route was until I discovered photography and then it was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is definitely what I want.
0: You didn't give up with it completely. You know, it's that thing of...
1: Well, that was why Atlas was so great, was because I was still actually in the photography industry because... Atlas is a magazine dedicated to fashion and photography. Yes. So even though I wasn't taking the pictures, you were still involved. I was still very much involved in the business and I was still being inspired by it and I was still watching what other people were doing. I was still seeing what the trends were. I was still...
0: It sounds like Bridget Jones and Mark Darcy. He's always... Do you know what I mean? yeah. Whatever she does, it always creeps up somehow. Yeah. yeah it's so, so like you're always taking an interest in it so you always. needed to take time off to kind of probably yeah. get more exposure of the fashion world yeah. to change what you'd learned or what you were told at university. Yeah. Mm. And then you came, so so you were coming back into it, yeah. shooting sort of wedding dresses, wasn't it, now? For sort,
1: sort of, yeah. So I'd been drawn to couture dresses yeah. and, like, big, expensive beautiful elaborate clothing initially wedding dresses were the closest I could get to that kind of look yeah so I was super inspired by that industry and the romance of it funny enough I'm going a little bit bored of it now Yeah. because you go through cycles I think <coughs> and I'm moving on to this seems to things. be what you do
0: though you kind yeah. of exhaust it grow beyond it yeah. and move on again yeah there's a constant and evolution and take what I've
1: learned from that into the new part
0: but- I think that is kind of what makes people successful, in a way, (laughs) because I'm biased because that's what I did, in a way. Same thing, you go to university, do graphic design, you do advertising, but when I was advertising, I was running a club night and doing football coaching, and then I got really obsessed with football coaching, and then we had to move down here to run the hotel, so I was freelancing the hotel, and then the football coaching went away, and you get really into your own business, and it's constant... Yeah. But it's just always it being inquisitive and wanting yeah. to learn. Yeah. I think that's the, the insight there. Yeah. The matter what is you're always kind of always wondering what's beyond this. Yeah. So I come in, mine all the information I need, yeah. take it with me and move on. Yeah. And I think that sign of constant and testing. And that was one
1: thing that happened when I was working on Atlas was I became really interested in marketing and in yeah. social media. And I'd always been interested in blogs because I kind I was sort of 15 when b- fashion blogs came on the scene. Yeah. Um, and I was fascinated by that. I wrote my dissertation on it at university. It's
0: pretty appealing, I would have thought. Though. Yeah, it was
1: a really interesting time. And it was all just so new and no one had ever seen it before. No one really understood it. And... I had a lot of friends who ran blogs. I have a friend who has one of the biggest fashion blogs in the world, and she has done since she was 16. Oh, wow. So watching that grow, and i just fascinated by that industry. So when I decided I was going to go back into fashion, I came at it with a very sort of marketing head mm-hmm. from all the stuff I'd learned with Atlas, which went into my business and is still in my business now. Yeah, and it's very apparent. You're, it's,
0: it's a much more... Savvy, yeah. if you know what I mean, yeah,
1: and it's what I can bring to other businesses. And because I've got such an interest in marketing and social media, which is, I think, unusual for most photographers because most mm. photographers seem to hate marketing,
0: but yeah, I love but it. that's the weakness in a way because it's always the the starving artist, yeah. I just want to yeah. do what I'm good at, but I can't yeah. do the, the other mm. side left brain, right brain, yeah. And I think, yeah, that so. I think it's a massive plus yeah, to have definitely. both.
1: And when I decided I didn't want to do these weddings anymore, I sat down. Well, I did that sort of crying for two weeks, not knowing what I was going to do. And then one day I thought, right, okay, I want to do fashion. Like, how am I going to make that work? And I had this sort of very small Instagram following. But I was following all these big brands and realizing that more and more of them need imagery constantly. So that was my angle. And I just said, right, okay, I'm going to approach all these fashion brands and offer them imagery specifically for their social media as an in with them. Yeah. And that's how I've done it. And that's, that's how it's worked.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, because that thing, the need for content is massive. It's huge. And I th- my, my mistake was thinking, when well, you make it like an ad, like a TV ad, it just gets shown a lot and there's a lot of effort goes into it. Yeah. And often with the social media post, it's over quite quick. Yeah. But that's the advantage, isn't it? Because if you go, well, if I can give you enough content for 20... Yeah exactly that might be a week's worth of content but actually so i think that's a really good opportunity yeah you know because everyone needs content and, and so much of it i don't know if you're like me but i don't know if despise is the right word but i hate stock photography sites yeah and i hate things like canva and all these crap yeah. apps that will yeah. go make amazing content in seconds and it's yeah, like, yeah doesn't with, work with, like that with really bad photos that everyone else is using yeah. and it cheapens your brand
1: it does so and I that's think that one that's... thing I'm noticing is, I think in the last six months, I'm getting more and more people who realise that for themselves. Mm. And I'm Photography getting a is
0: lot... huge, especially if you could do a shoot yeah. for a brand. Exactly. Um, I came across is it death at a death to the stock photo, yeah, which is really that. quite nice. They're quite stylised, yeah. so it doesn't always work. But yeah. I hunt, I'm hunt. i very, very keen to find like photos that don't look terrible. Exactly. I mean, unsplash.com is and great. The,
1: yes, that's a good one. The, um, but always the best thing is to just have it shot Yeah, pay the for your photographer to do it, yeah. Because it's the only way to have something that's purely yours mm-hmm. um, and so unique that you won't have anyone else with it.
0: No, I that you, uh, as you know, I've, I've booked you to do jobs in the park. I think yeah. that's the way to do it is you plan a shot list of everything you need yeah. and you get the, the person in the expert to deliver. But I do think why I bring it up is... If anyone's listening yeah. who creates images or photography, yeah. I was always thinking, God, the turnaround—like the the lifespan of an Instagram post is so short. Yeah. But actually, the if you are a brand or a business, having unique photography is huge. Yeah. And having. Someone like you who can come in and go. Well, can you do the shots for the website, yeah. our promotional material, yeah. our social media, yeah. all that? I do it all, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you want is to partner with someone who's going to give you and also that consistency of look. And someone who that's gets ownable. it, yeah.
1: Because like that's the thing I've really found is that there are so many people who just don't really know what they. I I understand social media and I understand marketing, which means that when I go into a shoot, I can say to them, "You need this many shots." because you need this many different posts Mm. so by understanding marketing i'm able to really deliver what they actually need what just not just what i think looks nice
0: you can predict how valuable this is going to be from it you're going to get use these yeah you could use these for a whole year if we do enough variety exactly and i know from a brand perception point of view Mm. to resonate with the right people and to stand out you good quality good quality photography is a must yeah Absolutely. And I think so what you were talking about, which is interesting, was so Instagram was starting out. And I know mm. you've been very successful at growing that. Yeah. And one of the things, again, it's not vanity metrics. No. It's all about engagement.
1: Yeah. I've, I haven't got a very big following.
0: You see, I've got a reasonable following, but yeah. nobody cares because mm. I don't, I'm don't. i not on there enough. Yeah. So I put loads of effort into it. and People go, oh, wow. Yeah. But it means nothing. Yeah. And it's that thing of I would much rather have a, a really engaged, small following. Yeah. So if people were looking at, um, and we were talking before earlier about how Instagram is kind of ha- having that following who's engaged, yeah. from a marketing point of view is really useful, hugely. Because it's kind of you can siphon that interest off into an email list, yeah. But setting up an email list is not straightforward if you're not that way inclined. Mm-hmm. We're actually keeping your following engaged, yeah. is really important. Really so valuable, could yeah. you share like a few sort of how you did it and a few sort of. Th- you'd recommend
1: yeah the biggest things when it comes to instagram is consistency mm-hmm. showing up every day
0: is that so that's consistency of posting
1: consistency of posting consistency in look in the sort of the tones in your images in the tone of voice of your words i in how you show up on stories i think stories is possibly the best feature on Instagram, because
0: yeah, you can link out from them. I think I well. don't.
1: I can't even do that because oh, I haven't got, got to... the ten thousand. Oh yeah. But I, from For the an engagement, engagement point yeah. of view, I have found that showing my face and talking to my camera and showing and like literally talking to my followers as yeah. if they were there has been game changing.
0: Yeah, that seems to be. I because I've got away with not doing that. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things that I would feel a bit self-conscious about doing yeah. it and
1: you can you can still use stories and not show your face
0: but the face thing is, is i've heard that from nearly all the people who are doing well at instagram that's yeah. what they say yeah. it's all about people what... want to see your face yeah.
1: they really want to engage with the person behind the account yeah they want to know what you look like hello how you what you sound like they, everyone is nosy and curious that is yes. the biggest thing and they love to be able to associate a face with a brand Yeah. and that is one of the things that big brands are struggling with is that they don't have that faces personal sort of quality. but that is why they book ambassadors and they work with ambassadors because it gives the brand a face Yeah. so it's a massive advantage if you're a small business with actually a quite a small following Yeah. to be able to engage with your audience in a very intimate way and use yeah. your face and show up.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it is very much like on the main feed you'd recommend at least once a day posting.
1: Uh yeah. If you can well, I don't know anymore. It used to be that you would want to post once a day. These days with the algorithm you, you can post once a day. It's sort of being aware of the times. If you have a business account, which I would recommend having, you can see the, um, like, Instagram will tell you the best times a day to post. Yeah. For some people, it's in the morning. If you're a mum, it might be, if you're, like, running a mum business or a mother's business, it so might after be. after they've done
0: the school run. After the thing. school
1: run, you know, or at lunchtime when there's sort of time in the day where the kids aren't home. So it completely depends on your own business. For me, it tends to be in the evenings around 7 o'clock. Yeah. So I tend to post then.
0: Do but you post from from the app, or do you schedule things?
1: I so I make everything look nice in another app. Yeah. I use something called Mosaico.
0: Okay. I just
1: push things around, but I don't schedule anymore. I found that by t- writing out my captions in the moment on the day, they're more authentic and they're more engaging. Yeah. I used to for a long time do a lot of scheduling. And I would recommend scheduling for someone who's just starting out and who's not really used to being consistent because you can sit down once a week, write out three really good Instagram posts, get them scheduled and not worry about it.
0: Yeah, and Um, the caption is almost as important as the image, isn't it? It is.
1: It needs to be (laughs) engaging and it needs to have some kind of call to action, which is asking your audience to engage with you in some way. That can be as simple as you know, how was your day? Yes. Or asking them a question about, you know, their opinion. People love to give their opinion. Yeah. You know, do they, asking them to answer a question A or B, for example, is a really good one. Like, you know, I'm just going to pull something off the top of my head, but which of these photos do you prefer? Do you prefer A or B? And you could have the two options in a sort of slideshow. Yeah. And people will then be able to say which photo they prefer. Yeah. And the other thing is to, if you know, if you have written a new blog post, for example, saying that you've written a blog post in your caption and then asking people to go to the link in your bio or wherever it is to read it. The big thing is to not have too many calls to action in one post. I see a lot of people, and me included, I make this mistake sometimes, of writing sort of a question and then also saying, and now go to the link in my bio. So there's too many things for people to do. They need one thing.
0: Yes. I know my, uh, my daughter has a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. But I don't allow her to comment or get involved. Yeah. But she does Roblox videos, oh, which are kind of these big Lego things. Okay. But she did it, and I was like, "Look, you can't post till your birthday, but you can edit the videos." She does all the editing. Yeah. And it's um on a really old crap Mac. Like it's 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 work. It's better if she did stop motion. Yeah. It takes her hours, but Aww, she really loves she it. Loves but it. she's got like probably three and a half thousand followers. Does she? Yeah, because, oh because she, cause I made her. I said, if you want to be successful, you've yeah. got to do it frequently. Yeah. So she spent six months making little videos yeah. and then scheduling them. Aww. And they go out. And it's kind of like she's found that that's yeah. worked for her. But as you say... I've told her I, I always take the Mickey because yeah. it's this thing of they're all going okay guys subscribe to my channel and yeah, that, yeah, they're, yeah. they're obsessed with the call yeah. to action yeah, they are. to get followers yeah or and it's like, kind of
1: ring the little button so that you can get a notification every time I post yeah. how annoying is that
0: yeah and so I think there's that's the balance of um it's like if they're interested they'll stick around yeah, and exactly. I, the big thing I tell people when it comes to freelancing mm-hmm. it's it's the overlap of the client needs to know what you do yeah uh, they need to know that they need what you offer yeah. and they need to be able to afford you. Yeah. So it's always, we need photography done, yeah. so who comes to mind? Yeah. And then, okay, have we got enough budget to afford her? Yeah. And I think the awareness of just popping into people's ecosystems, exactly. staying aware, reminding is, that's the one thing you've got control over. Yeah. Your budgeting and whether they can afford you and whether yeah. they realise it is much harder to control. But this, I think, is a great way of doing that. Yeah. And like you say, if you're not being too pushy, if it feels like the feedback is helping you make a decision yeah then I think that's the best call isn't it yeah, because and, and I think also then you probably if you said to your following I really want to grow this yeah could you recommend it to people and share it or like if yeah, you, you do a would. podcast as well don't you, I so? have
1: to, uh, yeah I've run a podcast I did I haven't done a, um, any new episodes for a little while it's kind of been on a hiatus while I changed my direction again yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it was really fun and it really engaged and you know Launching that, I launched it in the new year, mainly to my Instagram following. Yeah, and I didn't even have much of an email list at the time, and it, it did really well. And you know, people loved hearing it, and I asked their for their opinions, and everyone was always, especially in season two, because I did two seasons in the first year. Yeah, the second one was just me talking. Okay, and I asked people what they wanted to have me talk about, and people told me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do think the community aspect is huge. It's huge, yeah. and I think um. So from a business point of view, if we're looking, if people are listening, because yeah. one of the reasons I wanted to get you on was, was because of this, because yeah. I think to give an insight into what is the sort of method behind what you're doing, because it looks stunning mm-hmm. yeah, and it's really well put together. And I think that because you're very genuine, yeah. it really works, mm-hmm. but there is a kind of, there's a rigorous sort of strategy, with, which is kind of what you're trying to uh, build. And so I think, as you say, it's all about probably building a list, yeah, getting lots of engagement. Yeah. It's... And you said you and I think we were talking. You've just started like a group as well.
1: Yeah. So recently, in the last month and a half, very recent, I have made a decision to really focus on creating content for other fashion photographers. Before that, I was making valuable content mainly for business owners in general. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a lot of content about marketing about social media about growing a business about running um, a sustainable lifestyle business as well. I, I'm a strong believer in like, you don't have to hustle hard to be successful. Yeah, so I wrote a lot of content about that. And that has always been my biggest recommendation for anyone is to provide as much value as you can. Because <clears throat> when you provide value, you people want more of it, and they they stick around. And then in the last sort of month and a half, having made this more narrow focus on just fashion photographers that I want to help, I launched a little Facebook group, which I think I, I launched it two weeks ago, and it's already got almost a hundred people in it. Yeah, and that is just me, you know, sending out the odd message here and there, or popping up on stories and. Telling them that I'm going to be doing a live on, you know, the po- the topic of pitching yeah. in the Facebook group on Tuesday at half seven. If you want to come and listen, join the group. Yeah. And and in within the group, all I'm doing is you know showing up once in a while, doing these lives, sharing blog posts of mine, but also resources I find elsewhere that I think are useful we're doing things like image critiques it's where people can share an image that they've shot and ask for feedback yeah I'm asking them what more what content they'd love me to produce in the future you know is there a question that anyone's got that I can help answer with a blog post things like that and it's made a really nice little community so far you know it's it's small but it's very engaged
0: which is the I think the big thing And and like you said that asking questions yeah I think that's for, for me, I find if you ask the question, people give you real problems to answer. Yeah. And that makes your content better. Yeah. So it's much more helpful. Yeah.
1: And I'm bringing in guests as well. So one of the big things that keeps coming up is photographers struggle with pricing. Oh, yeah. And I know of a girl who runs a great little business called Easy as VAT. She helps women... Manage their finances and okay. gives advice, and she's just coaching basically for about just financial stuff. And so she's going to come on in two weeks' time and do a little live with me about pricing and about money management and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So it's looking outside of photography as well and thinking about it's as, a, as the a business, business the yeah. not just how do we take a nice picture. You know, like mm. they can learn that from other people.
0: Yeah, and th-
1: we will go into that as well, like how to actually the fundamentals of beautiful photography. But for me, it's much more about how can we, as fashion photographers, build sustainable businesses. Yeah. And for the big thing thing for me that I want to push is that you don't have to live in a massive city yes. to be a successful fashion photographer.
0: And that's kind of continuing your, your evolution. So you're yeah. saying you, you've got into fashion photography and that's where you're going now yeah. and you're building in your sort of personal time. You're building the community. Yeah. You've got the engaged following. Yeah. I think the other thing which was impressive about you is you've actually you've started reaching out to brands you want to work yeah. with and you also you're prepared to travel to meet them, yeah. which I think. So if, could you just tell us a little bit about how that started mm. and, and any sort of uh, tips or advice you'd recommend
1: yeah, of course. for doing that? So after that initial wedding fiasco, when I was like, oh God, I've hated this, Yeah. the first thing I did was really by chance, I had a couple months earlier had a social media contact for someone at Jules, the, mm-hmm. they're a country fashion brand. And I, somewhere I had that email sitting in my mail somewhere. Mm. So I, I dug out the email address and I just thought to myself, I wonder if I ask them if I can do some pictures for them, if they'll send me some clothes to do that with. Yeah. So I put together a really small list of ideas, put together a little mood board. And just sent the email to the girl because she was in the marketing team. Yeah. And I got an email reply in about five minutes. So that shocked me. Wow. And it was a yes. Like, yeah, we'd love to do this. Let's, you know, let me send you a big box of clothes and some props. And you can do this photo shoot for us on the beach. And I was just stunned because I thought, well, oh my God. And I was I realized in that moment that it was as easy as asking. Yes. So. But I, I,
0: but I think you're at the... So, but you went and you didn't quite you did a little bit more than ask yeah well I had an idea asking is the email going can I can you send me some stuff please yeah. and I'll shoot no it. it was
1: coming up with okay I've got these ideas I know what they need it's knowing what they needed and I knew they needed content
0: yeah um, so it's finding a solution to a business problem yeah because without that there's nothing then, you can offer no and they're not so, going to be and the leverage is all with them because you are asking exactly yeah. so
1: I figured out what they needed the most mm-hmm. and that is imagery. yeah. And I offered to do it for free. Yeah. And but you also
0: supplied a mood board as well? I
1: gave them a mood board. I made yeah. them, like I went on Pinterest, probably took me 10 minutes, made a quick mood board, sent it to them in the emails, Said sent them a photo of the model I had in mind and what I thought the theme of the shoot would be, kind of what the images would look like. And they said, yeah, do it. There's no risk for them because the the stuff that they were sending me Well, stuff they already had. Yeah. All they were spending was maybe a postage fee, but that's so small for a big brand like that. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing that could have happened was they sent me the stuff and they didn't like the photos. Yeah. No loss to them, no time wasted, nothing. But, what, of course, what they got was great photos and photos that they went on to use on their social media and in their blog. And And did they credit you with the photos? That's good, yeah. And they actually, we ended up doing a couple blog posts on their blog. About me, and they interviewed me about my work. So once I realised this formula of think yeah. about what someone needs, offer it to them, make it easy for them to say yes, and to get to know me, that led to more work. Yeah. So after that initial first shoot I did for jewels, I contacted them again a couple of weeks later, saying, you know, I really had a great time, and and the next time around they came to me. Yeah. And they said we've got this project we'd like someone to shoot would you do it and of course that's the start of a relationship yeah and that relationship has remained and i started doing that with other brands who had a similar vibe so you know we live in cornwall country aesthetic maybe thinking about the sea the coastline what fashion brands need that backdrop yeah and i'm here normally they have to send photographers down from london for five hours because that's
0: the that's what you have over yeah. typically say London photographers is that well actually where I here. am is what gives me the advantage yeah. Of yeah
1: so I put myself I, I tapped into that massively and just kept that in my head so I approached all the brands that were on the high Street in Falmouth all the brands that were on the high street in any of the other little seaside towns yeah. and offered them the same thing you know I'll do a photo shoot for you for free you get some images send me the stuff here's a mood board. Here's my idea. Yeah. I'll show you what I can do once. Yeah. And after that, if you want anything more, what this is the day rate. Yeah. And it's no. Now when did you disclose worked.
0: the day road rate? Right. Mm. Only when they come back when to me. When they you? come
1: back to me and they say, Yeah, we does it well it depends actually. Sometimes it's really quickly like, Oh, we'd love to know what you charge daily. No, sorry,
0: I mean, um, you don't send it in as in... No, so it's not in the initial
1: pitch. They have to
0: inquire and then you can... Yeah, so the
1: first email I always send is sort of an introduction to me that um, here's my portfolio. I actually have a little PDF that I've made up, which is sort of like a media pack, but it's not. It's more of a portfolio thing, a little little about me, a pretty portfolio in it, and my contact information and a few testimonials from people I've worked with before. They get sent that. And they look through it and sometimes they get back to me with, oh, yeah, we, we'd love to take you up on the offer. Let's send you some stuff and we'll shoot it. Sometimes I don't hear back. Yeah. But that's just the nature of pitching. Yes. But sometimes I'll, you know, pitch to the same company three times before they do eventually get back to me.
0: So you would you wait for a no? No. No. I was saying, so you, would you keep going until you get a no? Um, or, or do you yeah. think after three goes, I'm like, look... This, this
1: no, is... I think I'd keep going until I hear back. There's quite a big gap between each email. Yeah. So, you know, I'll send off my initial email. I keep a spreadsheet of who I've spoken to and when I last emailed them. Yeah. So I'll send that first email. If I don't get a reply within a few days or a week, I'll send a follow-up a week yeah. after just saying... Just checking in and, um, you know, just wondering if you saw my last email. Would love to hear from you. Something really short and simple. Not pestering, just a yeah. quick, simple follow-up. And I always attach the initial email underneath because I know from having run a very busy inbox when I was working on the magazine that emails get lost and people sometimes see them on their phone and then forget to reply later. So it's just being conscious of that.
0: And what um, do you put as a subject line? I'm just curious. Ooh. Because I heard that that email, um, just checking you got my last email, yeah. is a is a massively successful subject uh, line for openings.
1: Oh, possibly. I don't know. I'm no
0: a, a copywriter. I know. Told me. Okay. And so well, I'm just yeah. thinking that would because if you I put might that have in, to try it. Yeah, because that would make complete sense. Because yeah. it's like, but it's kind of a nice little. Yeah. Oh, I've sent one, but you might, you have, missed you might like, have missed oh, it. You might have missed it. Do I know it? it's yeah. It's kind of so. Yeah. The
1: initial subject line I've always used and found the most successful is just. I think I said something along the lines of. Falmouth fashion photographer who wants to create some content for you or something like that. Okay. Quite to the point and yeah, so they a summary know. of what I'm going to offer.
0: Yeah, I always I've tried using a quick question. Oh, okay. Because it's kind of just Not, really brief. Yeah. So but yes, I yeah. think this matters. There's
1: a whole there. science in subject lines. I don't want to dive into that no, rabbit hole it's, because it's it's, just... it's a hard one and I don't know what the answer is and I've tried lots of different things. Yeah. I think it's sometimes just Being persistent, so if I don't hear back after a second follow up, yeah, I leave it for three, four, five months. Okay, but I keep a a tab on my spreadsheet of when I last emailed them and I check that spreadsheet pretty regularly. Yeah, so for example, if I'm trying to get hold of someone at Barber, yeah, top of my head, and I don't hear back from them in January, I might follow up again in April. Yeah, but also keeping in mind the different times of year for collections being shot. Yes. So fashion very time it seasonal. It right. Yeah. So I try and think. Okay, January they'll be shooting summer stuff now. Yeah. If by the you know the time summer rolls around and I haven't heard from them, I'll I'll go at them again, but with ideas for winter.
0: Yes. That's clever. No, I think that makes sense. Like you said, you're, yeah. you you again, it's slightly professional. Yeah. Because you know what they're doing. Yeah. And also when you send it as a complete package, it makes their life so much easier just yeah. to forward this on to someone and go look, have a look. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And the times where it, i you know it's gone through and i've had interest has been great because i've built i've been able to show people what i'm able to do yeah. give them something for free of great value that they do go on and use they can then show you know the md of the company mm. and say look we this girl's great she's already down here you know and I, that's how i've got loads of my work yeah and it's it's always been the start of brilliant relationships
0: no i think it's um it's really shrewd and i love mm. the way you it's that thing of you make it like so you make it easy for them. Yeah. And I know that when I, because I've done this in different ways with varying success, and I've always found that it's that challenge of you have to approach them. Yeah. But you have to be fully aware of if if I play this out, yeah. how, how how expensive this is going to be for them? Yeah. So you might go well, I'm going to do a really nice presentation that suits me, but if it's not something they're interested in or isn't solving a business problem, yeah. that it's easy for them to dismiss. Or yeah. if you go like I've done it with um I was people before but with pete the comedian his site didn't work on a mobile phone mm. it was crap yeah. so i built one in squarespace and sent that to him yeah and it didn't take long like three hours yeah but it's really quick because you can copy and paste the content and yeah. you go look this is going to fix your problem exactly. and he's like oh, fantastic Great. And he's been a client for four or five years Brilliant. There you go. but then i've done it before mm. like to say cornish coffee did a like a hardback book mm. <laughs> show, you know showing like tiff over the top rebranding them as like a cool coffee brand yeah because i know that we left them for origin coffee Mm because i prefer the packaging okay sent it to them yeah they loved it wouldn't even take a meeting and i'm like i'll come to you Like we're so busy yeah and so you you kind of realize i did all the effort there without thinking well actually for them to rebrand yeah it's a fortune and also their market isn't cool hipster cafes it's like no we just we're in kind of jump four yeah. and the play zone. Yeah. And that's our market. Mm-hmm. So I totally missed that. And then they weren't interested. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's that forethought into going, okay, can I do a bit of research to find a problem yeah. that I can provide? Yeah, And I like the fact it's quite systematized. So it's like the first one's free. Yeah. Then there is a pay, you know, then yeah. you have to pay. And I think that's fair. If they yeah. come back to you a second time, now yeah. you have the power.
1: And they, having done that first one for free, they know that they can trust me. Yeah. They know that they're going to get good results. They know that I get them. They know that I'm quick because whenever I do this free shoot, I treat it like a real page shoot. I'm yeah. going to do it quickly. I'm going to make it the best it can be. I'm going to send it back to them quickly and all they know. I, I If it's for Instagram, I'll, I'll square crop them, ready yeah. made. Uh, if they need them for Facebook banners, I'll,
0: I'll crop but that, them. But again, that's that. these little things, yeah. that's what makes the difference because yeah. it's so boring if I've got to resize everything. Yeah. And it's that thing of because you make it easy. Yeah. That and that, but, I, but those are the little bits that get overlooked. Yeah. But they make it... That's so important.
1: Yeah. And I overlooked them for a long time as well. Mm. But it's just experience now of knowing what makes a job easy for someone and yeah. makes me the go-to person when they next need someone.
0: Making and, them look good is, is kind yeah, of a lot of it. And yeah. And another
1: thing is just keep going back. You know, after I did that free shoot... I might not hear back from them for six months until they need something paid for, but I will check in with them every sort of two months and say, "Hey, how are you? Just checking in. Let me know if you need something. I'm here. I've got time in these months. Would love to hear from you."
0: Again, I think that thing of just saying, "I've got a gap coming up. Have you got anything that needs doing?" Yeah, it's that simple. That's what uh, Melinda said. And they
1: go, "Oh yeah, actually, we've got this campaign coming out at this time, and we haven't got anyone doing this yet. Would you be free for that?"
0: Yes, or just saying, look, I've got a gap. Do you know of anyone who needs anything? Yeah. And it's that they're all connected. Yeah. And I think that that's half of it is the ask, yeah. but also not worrying too much. No. Okay. I mean, I got bogged down in referral strategies for a okay, while. Yeah. I just, it didn't feel natural to me. No. It felt too contrived and too contracted. It's no. like, well, if I refer you, I get X amount kickback, yeah. and And I just thought this <laughs> is not uncated. what I want. Yeah.
1: No. I think it's having faith as well. Just yeah. that, you know, keep showing up, keep reminding them that mm-hmm. you're around And then, so that when something does come up, you're front of mind.
0: And again, it's all the little things, having the spreadsheet, making a note, (laughs) making it easy. Just going that little extra 10% to make it a breeze for them is what matters.
1: That's what I always, above everything else, try and do is... Just make it the easiest it can be for them. Yeah. Because that's what everyone wants. It's like the Amazon
0: swipe to buy. Yeah. Like I just don't have to even. I don't want to have yeah. to
1: work hard for this. I want it to be something easy. I want to know I'm going to get something great with little effort because yeah. everyone's stressed. Everyone's already got other things to be worrying about, especially mm-hmm. when you work for a big company. And there's. I know what deadlines are like at fashion brands. I worked in one. It's crazy stressful sometimes. So having someone who just. Deliver something quick and easily. That's really good.
0: Yeah. Is there a position you target at these brands?
1: Marketing. I was
0: going to say because marketing managers, that's the real diamond, yeah. isn't it? Because they move around. Yeah. And obviously when they move, they take your yes. information with you. I thought yes. so. Yeah. Marketing managers and Yeah, brand managers. I do
1: sometimes go for the social media person if I can't find out who the marketing person is. Yeah. Um, because they are sometimes an in or like the marketing associate, maybe not the marketing director.
0: And where do you go to find those? It- LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. That's
1: where I find everyone. I'm yeah. a bit of a detective when it comes to figuring no, out. No, I think it's
0: I think again it is it's it's this left brain, right brain. It's going yeah. to LinkedIn, finding their profile, yeah. researching a little bit mm-hmm. about them, always planning and thinking. And then
1: figuring out what the email is is super yeah. easy.
0: Yeah, because you already know.
1: You just know their name and every company its email address is gonna be one of three options. It's either gonna be first name dot last name at the company's name dot or it's gonna be first name at the company's name dot com or it's gonna be first name last name in one thing at the company dot com. Yeah. So you try those three variations and if one of them gets through you've emailed the person. Yep.
0: Yeah. No, I think it <laughs> is no,
1: like that easy.
0: <laughs> I've yeah, I've got loads of elaborate apps and that, to do this, but it's yeah. just like they're they're quite powerful. I don't really understand yeah. it enough. But no, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And I think the one thing the final thing I wanted to just talk about was you were saying narrowing what you do how yeah. you're gradually no, she, narrowing it. Yeah. That's always a big thing, I think, for a lot of people. And people endlessly struggle with this. But we both agree that it's much easier if you start to narrow what you're doing. Yeah,
1: I've found I'm getting narrower and narrower every six months. Which is great because it makes my job easier because I know exactly who I'm talking to. Yeah. Whereas before I was kind of like, oh, I'm talking to wedding people, but I'm also talking to fashion brands and I'm also talking to marketing experts and too many people I'm trying to talk to. Yes. Whereas now... And
0: also the messaging on your website, it's hard. When it's very specific, it's like I know exactly who I'm talking to.
1: And... So at the moment, I because one thing we haven't really mentioned is I also do headshots Uh for creative business owners. And I started doing this because, A, I I realized that people need to show up on their Instagram feeds and their social media and, and on their websites, but often didn't have nice photos of themselves. And I love chatting to other business owners. So I was like, well, why don't I offer them portraits? And of course, the struggle has been now is that I want to make my website just fashion photography focused so I'm actually launching a second mini side business yeah just for the headshots for creatives
0: and what is there a new name for this it's going
1: to be headshots for creatives okay that's simple just like to the point what it is. Yeah. yeah yeah headshots for creatives that should be any minute now it'll be up and live and it'll have its own Instagram account and it'll have its own thing I will not be you know pumping out the amount of social media content on that as I do for the fashion business because I always think of my business as like a little bubble. Yeah. There's the fashion photography in the middle. And then on the side it's like 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 a mind map.
0: Okay, Out of yeah. that
1: comes fashion photography education and then there's also another smaller bubble which is the headshots for creatives. Yeah. The middle one is the big one which is the actual fashion photography that I do as a creative. Yeah. And linking to that is the education and then I've got the little headshot business as well. Yeah. But the idea is that anyone who comes on my website and sees comes to find me for fashion photography is not going to really know that I do the headshots for creatives because I want to be an expert in yeah. just the fashion photography and then equally on the headshots website I'm not going to mention anything about fashion, it's just going to be about this is why you need to be on your website Yes, And.
0: but again the marketing and the messaging is much more straightforward Much it's more straightforward, because I'm audience. just
1: talking to one person Yeah. and that I found that the more I narrow down who I'm speaking to the easier it is. There's also knowing where those people are going to be. Yeah. So I know that actually the brands I want to work with, the people I need to speak to, they're not going to find me on Instagram.
0: No, it's not where they're looking.
1: They're not looking on Instagram. So I'm putting all of my effort into connecting with the marketing people at brands through LinkedIn yeah. and pitching. And then Instagram is now just for fashion photographers. Yes. So I'm only using Instagram to actually speak to other photographers and, you know, the people who are interested in watching my work. And then I'm going to have a whole new account, which i update once a week or something yeah. for headshots. But the headshots I'm also looking to have a much more word-of-mouth business from.
0: Yes, which makes sense because people will see the photos. And, yeah. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. That sounds. I mean, I think that's very clever and it's, it makes sense, like you say, mentally. Yeah to just separate them into different yep. buckets and then I can just apply different strategies for different people exactly yeah oh, very 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 smart so <laughs> if anyone wanted to follow or get their headshots done yeah or you know any other work or knows anyone who wants to work with Olivia where can they Follow you. The
1: website is imminent. Um headshots will be headshotsforcreatives.com. Okay. That's not live yet, but I'm sure by the time this goes out it will be because yeah. I'm not someone who procrastinates on things like this. I just yeah. want to get them out. And then for any of my fashion work, I'm just oliviabossert.com. Yeah. And the same handle for everything on like my Instagram, it's at OliviaBossert and all the fashion photography education and anything about that is also on oliviabossert.com so go there and then there'll go be links there. to join the groups and yeah can, there's yeah. links to join the groups there's also an ebook i've written which is oh, yeah? broadly about how to take beautiful photos for instagram which you can find for 6.99 on my website
0: perfect if you want to go to oliviabossert.com yeah it's all there it's all there and you can reach out to you and if you want your headshots done you know headshots that'll be coming soon yeah and then they can search you online yeah fantastic thank you well thank you very much it's Ooh, been really you. really valuable it was really fun cool